0: 赤井赤灰赤い仮面の仮面
1: 新た 1号と
0: 騎士が回る勝てば正義負けれ
1: And here we are again. Hello, my name is Eagle Devil. Uh, this is Rider Break, episode 23. And uh, as you can tell, it's been so long, I don't even remember how I do the intro anymore. Um, it has been quite some time since the previous episode came out, back in April, if you can believe it or not, uh, wherein we started to review a movie that had come out at the end of March. Uh, it is now August 2015 as uh, I finally released this episode a lot of stuff has happened since then uh mostly work related and and real life related and it's not like I've disappeared I think because I've been all over the place uh you know on Twitter and all that but as far as getting anything done uh with the uh, ride or break podcast and all that it has been pretty slow 2015 has been a very unproductive year for me so far but uh, I'm hoping to turn that around. And uh, it starts here and it starts now with the long-awaited release of part two of my review of uh, Superhero Tyson GP Kamen Rider 3. Which... Now, I'll tell you what actually finally got me off my butt to do this was uh, I got a notice from Amazon saying they've shipped the Blu-ray of the movie. uh, And so I should be getting it tomorrow because it's supposed to come out on August 5th. And very likely uh many of you will probably watch it sometime in the next couple weeks i imagine uh somebody will sub it at some point so uh really this review if nothing else it's kind of this weird you know glimpse back into history uh to a time when i sat down with my buddy craig and uh basically told him the plot of the movie and i imagine there'll be a lot of stuff that i got wrong uh (laughs) because that's how it is with these movie reviews All I can say right now is I promise you, the next time I do one of these, it's going to come out way sooner than this. Uh, I, you know, feel embarrassed that it took this long to get this done. Because uh, the episode was recorded months ago, but I just, I never found the time to sit down and edit the damn thing. Uh, Until now, you know, motivated by the fact that if I don't get it out now, nobody's going to care. You know, even less than they possibly could care. So... There you go. That's the the rant to start this episode off, and uh, I will now shut up and we will go back in time to a story about time travel. And uh, once again, this episode uh, or this recording, I should say, it ended up being so long I had to split up into multiple chunks. So this uh, is going to be part two of three, and I promise you, I you know I swear on all that is sacred and true. Uh, I will get the last part out this week, you know, hopefully with the next couple days at the latest by like Friday or something like that, but it will go up uh, because there are more episodes of Rider Break to do. There's more stuff to come on egodevil.com. You know, the revolution is coming and uh, uh, don't change the channel and all that. I don't know. I'm just rambling now. So please enjoy the episode and thank you for uh, your patience. And now we are on to the spoilers. So it's, it's spoilers ahoy from here on. I'm going to tell you everything that I can remember right down to the, the shocking end of this movie, which has, uh, I've seen this movie three times now. And every time when it's over, the audience, I could hear the audible gasps and, and some people kind of laughing, but in that good kind of way where they're like, I did not see that coming. You know, like they're so shocked, you kind of have to laugh. Cool. Um, All right. I'm excited. Yeah, I'll get to that. All right. So, the beginning of the movie starts out it's uh, sort of this uh, we're in a junkyard at night and it's raining. Rain is pouring down. And we get a date at the bottom. It's 1973, February 10th. That's the day that the original common Rider ended. That was the the final battle. So, this uh, green bolt of lightning comes out of the sky and and hits this TV set and turns it on uh, because. that's how that works and it, that's what, but all this is like it's a framing <laughs> device <laughs> <laughs> sorry because <laughs> you know tv is good to talk about it well it it, I, it was the sort of thing where like the first time i said i'm like what the hell is going on like i was really confused but it's it's a framing device to take us back to the final moments of episode 98 of the original common rider now Sweet. i remember yeah in the um one of the interviews or, or something like that, leading up to the movie, they were saying, "Yeah, we're going to recreate the final battle of the original Kamen Rider*." And I think a lot of people took it to mean that they were going to literally reshoot the whole thing. And they don't do that. They actually, but what they do, I think, is is really cool. They mix together the original footage uh, from the '70s and new footage where they try to match it in the presentation so the screen at this point it's not full screen movie aspect ratio it's you know old-fashioned uh was it four to three tv style the picture it's all it's a little kind of washed out the sound is very muffled they're using kind of the old sound effects for the bikes and explosions and everything but so we see the final moments of the original show which you know out of context i I think you might see it and be like wait that's how it ends like And I think, I mean, the thing I understand about the final battle in the original Kamen Rider finale, which, by the way, I think I've mentioned this before, it's my favorite episode of Kamen Rider, period. Like, that is my number one. The final battle is, like, spread out throughout the whole episode. So the actual confrontation between the double riders and the leader Shocker, it's much more of this kind of weird, they just got to survive him rather than, you know, this big fight to the finish. Because they've already kind of had that with everybody else. And he has this whole thing where he's like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do a suicide attack to take them down with me. Like, if if I'm gonna burn, if Shocker is gonna fall, they're gonna fall with me. Now, the thing is, though, they've had to redub this scene because, uh, for reasons that are too complicated to get into, at the end of the original show, they're not fighting Shocker anymore. They're fighting Gil Shocker, which is the continuation, the sort of the rebirth version. Now, I read an interview uh, in this um, about this movie that you know they just kind of gone you know in the last couple it's been really unclear like what do we have do we have die shocker do we have space shocker do we have shocker like what's going on in this one they're just like it's just shocker and i know that at the in the original show it was is gail shocker at this point but let's you know we'll just go with shocker and, and keep it simple that's a whole uh that's a whole mess right there but and it's it's not going to be important to 99 percent of the people listening you know but are you okay with it i'm okay with it uh because i i get I get the logic here and I mean really when you get down to it it's like it's a rebranding but they're the same bad guys so you know I'm okay with it um and I mean it's it's only really significant in that there's a monster who shows up where they kind of did this cool thing where he's got elements of both a shocker monster and a a gill shocker monster because they do have sort of distinctive factors about them uh and they kind of mix them together for this guy which is cool but I I will get to him when I get to him So, it's it's the old footage, but it's dubbed over with the new voices, uh, which which works fine. And after that, they cut to Rider 1 and 2 driving out uh, through the fields, presumably on their way to go to the airport and and see off Taki, because that's that's what happens next. And, you know, we've got narration saying, like, you know, the Double Riders have defeated Shocker, or so it seemed, because then we cut to this close-up shot of, it's like in a cave or something, and Rider 3 is revving up his vehicle the tricyclone uh to go out and confront them so you know what it basically is is that it's like it's after the final battle happened what if at the end of Common rider after it, it appeared the double riders were victorious but actually this other guy shows up and you know once again like they're still they're making it look all old fashioned everything it's really cool how they've uh, they've done it cuz the movie it doesn't it doesn't go into you know full screen clear high def and all that until the opening title which is going to come up next after we have a confrontation where rider 3 drives up in his car and it's got these chain guns on the front so he's shooting at the rider 1 and 2 and they get off their bikes and they have this fight and uh, rider 3 is really tough like he is he's impossibly strong and they do kind of make a point throughout this movie of how he is like the strongest rider and i know that's a, a title that changes hands on a regular basis so i'm sure i'm sure it'll be undone eventually but at least for now like in this film they make him out to be like really tough like he can fight anybody and he fights everybody pretty much uh, so he fights rider 1 and 2 and and you know they they go it's going pretty back and forth but he's just he's super strong so they go for the rider double kick which is their ultimate finisher and he goes for his rider kick. And now whenever he does his moves, they do this cool thing where you kind of get this like brief shot. It like goes up and down, like his arms or his legs, where you kind of see the cybernetics on the inside. Like, it's just so really cool. cool. Like, I think actually, if you watch the, uh, you know, in the op- they show the movie scenes in the uh, openings of Drive now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they probably put it in there somewhere at some point. They'll, like, they'll show you the rider three kick or the rider three punch. And, yeah, it's a really cool little effect
0: it's like uh in the fast and the furious when you see the they go to press the nitrous yes. you press the button and that goes right inside the yep. engine and, yep. just, and,
1: and they actually do that later with Tridoron. oh that's cool <laughs> they will show you the yeah the cylinders going all the way but so yeah rider double kick versus a rider threes kick it looks like they beat him but actually that's not the case they fall down and uh are consumed by explosions so the double riders are defeated Although it's kind of weird because they don't blow up, it's more like everything around them blows up. Because we keep we flash back to the scene about like four more times throughout the movie, and you see they're kind of on the ground like reaching out like ah, but uh, they did not actually explode. But I guess they died because this green wave of energy like overtakes you know it starts spreading out because history is now all screwed up and rider 3 stands there and, and they do this cool thing where whenever whenever rider 3 shows up these black feathers kind of fall around him which is never really explained although it i think it kind of it's it's more of just a, it's a really cool kind of stylistic thing because uh later on in the movie there's a scene where you see a bunch of crows up in the sky and crows are are this sort of foreboding symbol so I don't know. It's just it's kind of cool this image of like the black feathers falling around him, and it does it does tie into the end kind of. But so yeah. So then we get our opening title card where uh, even though it's a superhero Tyson Grand Prix Rider three. They, I mean he's the biggest part of the title, so you know it's gonna be his movie. So now we're in kind of like you know the regular day uh, at the office for Drive. Like the whole crew is there, and the chief is like, where's Shinosuke and Kitako? and they're out fighting the Roy Mude of the week um and drive beats him up and he uses uh midnight shadow
0: cool yeah so, i mean we should probably very very briefly well i how are you enjoying Gaim? are you happy were you happy were you cool seeing kiriko and him uh drive yeah yes what did I, say? Gaim. Gaim, I said yeah. Gaim. i meant drive <laughs>
1: uh drive yeah i know drive is a show that everybody has uh their own opinion on uh, mm-hmm. my opinion is i really like it i'm enjoying it a lot Uh, me too you know i i liked having him in this movie i liked you know i think he's a he's a good uh he's a good lead character for this movie and i I think i said that about uh kota too back in the last one that like he worked for that movie like as the the main guy Mm. uh same thing here where drive in this movie i mean it really they really uh they take him out of his comfort zone if you will And kind of, you know, break him down to build him back up and show you how, yeah, he is every bit as much of a common Rider as as any of the other guys with their motorcycles, (laughs) even though he's got a car. And the great contrast to that is Rider 3 with his car. You know, they're perfect rivals.
0: Now, did Common Rider 3, he didn't have a car in the comic where he appeared, did he? No, he had a motorcycle. So they gave him the car to match up with Drive in some way. Yes.
1: Okay. Um, bit of
0: revisionist history yeah, sort of thing but I,
1: yeah. I think it i think it works um yeah. because they're and gonna, I like
0: i like the charter on it's a cool car yeah so.
1: yeah they're gonna have a lot of interaction so i, I think it, it definitely worked you know in a movie where drive is the main character it's a good decision to make
0: and kiriko holds up as a, as oh, a yeah. solid character. yeah
1: yep yeah i mean she does she does the kind of thing uh where she's going to disappear for a chunk of it but uh she will be back well we'll get to that but so anyway um so yeah it's business normal for drive he destroys the Mute. i think it's number 102 if you're keeping track and then they see the uh this green vortex kind of start overtaking the city like it starts coming towards them and they're like what the heck's going on and uh, a signal bike jumps onto the holder on uh, Kiriko's belt. Now, you don't see it very clearly. I This is the kind of thing where, like, when the movie comes out on Blu-ray, I'm going to freeze frame, screen grab this part. Because to me, it actually kind of looked like... Autovagen, and i know they're making one uh, a, a single bike for him in the the set that's just gone up on online like they, they they're doing this big set of all the it's the uh you know the the fit the um
0: yeah the riders bike yes yeah the
1: riders bikes, the rider bikes. And, yeah um, try i was kind of tempted by that or, or set rider actually i really
0: it. i thought that set looked really cool it,
1: it does yeah and and Rideron's in it like rx's car and uh tricyclone is in it uh, the rider three car so it kinda of looks like that, although I'm not sure, but it it would make a lot of sense given what given uh Fize's role in this movie, if if he's kind of set this all up. But um Okay, so that jumps on and so as a result, she's kinda of saved from there's this time shift going on because history is being rewritten and uh it happens all around her where Shinosuke's sitting next to her, you know, he's he's in his usual suit and that changes to this kind of you know leather jacket and his, his hair is all different it's all he's got shocker patches all over him and the city all around them changes too so you got all these posters like kind of propaganda posters yeah it, it becomes Sharker world basically it's very very much like in let's go where you know they they went back in time and they messed things up so when they returned to the present you had shocker blimps flying around and and shocker yeah. guys everywhere very similar to that or to in uh Amazon World in decade when he had kind of like the secret police everywhere arresting people mm-hmm. it's that kind of thing and it's really cool like they they really make it pretty creepy cuz there's like guys on parade and you know everybody's kind of forced to bow to them and there's like there's this part where this protester guy is out and he's getting beaten up hauled away so Kiriko's like what the heck, you know, what's going on? And and is like what do you mean? This is this is all normal. So she's the only one who has any memories of uh what the world is supposed to be like, but she knows like wait a minute, this this is all wrong. Uh and it is even the case with like the uh the crew back at the base, like they're all they've all been shockerized. and um Genpachiro or again, I mean he looks like he's part of the SS, like he's you know, he's got the <laughs> uniform on and everything and it's, it's really, it's really, uh, it, it's creepy. Like they, they, they create this great atmosphere of, I mean, it, it's, it's funny how, you know, we've had, we've had Sharka come back in a bunch of movies now and you kind of think that, well, they've kind of gone to that well a lot, but I, I don't know. I think they, they found a way to really breathe life into it again as, you know, the world that's been overrun by the villains. It's an idea we've seen a lot, but they just they do it so like they do such a good job with it in this movie. Like just the the attention to detail. Like it, it, you'll look when you when you see it. Look at all the the posters and stuff they've got hanging up, uh, or all the little like details they've got in the base, or even just the clothes. How how they've changed everybody's clothing around. You know, adding hmm. shocker pins and stuff. It's really cool. Like they really did kind of go all the way with it to make it this, this very, you know, demented, like, history-has-gone-all-wrong world. So, and, and now what they're doing is, you know, instead of uh, tracking down criminals, they're tracking down rogue common riders, because there are some common riders out there, there's other ones, uh, that are not necessarily following along with, um, with Shocker. Although some of them are, as we'll see, uh, including Drive, like, he is, he is a Shocker rider now. And that's actually that's an important thing to note is that in this movie whenever the riders are bad guys they're referred to as shocker riders so it's, mm. it's shocker rider drive which is kind of a nice little throwback to the original shocker riders from from the old show who like up until this point i've always been really surprised that they've never brought them back really in these movies the and evil I, riders yeah like the evil like the original guys the guys with the yellow boots and gloves and everything yeah and well they I, don't
0: need to that because they just need to have half of the riders fight the other half of the riders. Yeah, you know I mean?
1: yeah, basically like that's kind of what this movie is is that they've they, they we do get the Shocker Riders it's just it's the actual guys now. Okay, so you know everything's gone to hell and we get this cool scene where Black Shogun is watching a bunch of they got sort of the the Shocker Youth League uh they're driving around in a go-karts because he, he makes a speech where he's like, those who are the fastest will become the strongest and will become the best cyborgs. Because, I mean, that's basically what they're doing is they, they got these kids that have been sort of indoctrined into Chakra And eventually they're going to turn them into monsters because everybody, all the guys running around in military uniforms, they all turn into monsters whenever there's a fight scene going on. Because it's like, you know, you've got you've got like the Shocker soldier guys, you know, the the masks and everything but you've also got these guys that are are very very secret police very nazi-esque walking around pushing the regular civilians out of the way and everything yeah so we got that scene and that's when uh comrade black shows up kotaro he appears he transforms and it's really cool and he gets into a fight with a bunch of monsters and drive shows up and starts fighting him and so he is one of the rogue riders like he has not been uh i'm I'm not i think he says that like he was under control but he he reawoke because a thing about this movie like one of the things you kind of got to roll with is the idea that evil mind control is much easier to undo than i think you might expect (laughs) but the thing is like thinking about it like you're an evil rider no i'm not yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, no. like yeah, if you if you make if you make a good enough speech, you can convince somebody to not be evil anymore. <laughs> um, the thing is though, like thinking about it, going back throughout, you know, writer history, even all the way back to the original. Like the the whole idea of the the evil brain surgery, as it were, is that you've got to you know the, the writers escape before it happens and it, it only this is only the case with a couple of the old ones i mean there's sort of this idea that oh this is how it all, works with all of them but not really only a handful of the old shows have the writers being made by the villains and they escape before they do the brain surgery on them mm-hmm. now the, the big question has been why don't they do the brain surgery first like why don't they make them evil first and then do everything else and my my kind of personal theory has always been that it's like weirdly enough, like that's the easiest part to do, whereas everything else is more delicate and more important. So like if you if you made if you turned somebody evil first and then made all the modifications to them, they wouldn't it wouldn't be as successful. And and that's why like that's always been kind of my justification for why when you do go back and watch the old shows and you know, who, the people who get turned into monsters most of the time, they're already pretty bad people. They're criminals or whatever, or, mm. or they're like the leader guys who, you know, voluntarily joined up to to be turned into cyborgs and all that. But so, whenever
0: the good guys get turned into bad guys, it never sticks.
1: Right, exactly. And so then after the fact, like there's a, there's a point in the original show where Rider 1 gets captured and they brainwash him and he fights Rider 2 who is able to uh, undo it just kind of through telepathy, basically, like the, the antennas they've got that allows mm. them to sort of speak silently to each other. And, uh, and you know, I was thinking about that and thinking about how they've done it in, in movies and, and stuff like that since. And really, I kind of came up with this. This is my own sort of fan theory, but it's almost like, well, you know, regardless of how the rider's powers work, like whether they're a cyborg or a guy in a suit or whatever, once you've become a rider, like once you've transformed, it kind of has changed you in a way to where something like you know you can't do permanent evil brain surgery. You can only do this kind of wishy-washy. Sometimes it works brain uh, washing, and, and that's what's going on here. So you know that that was sort of my own my own justification for why it's so easy to break. Because <laughs> basically what happens is is Black pretty much he's fighting with Drive and he's fighting with the monsters, and Black Shogun is like. You know, he realizes, well, come of Black, he's jumping in the way to protect those kids. Like, the kids who are just minutes earlier were throwing rocks at him because they're under Shocker control. And they're like, you know, we we love Shocker. He's like, well, you know, attack those kids and Black will jump in the way because he's not going to let a bunch of kids get killed. So that's what happens. So the monster shoots at the kids and, and Black gets knocked out of his transformation. And he's saying, you know, you don't understand what i mean saying this to drive he's saying like you don't understand what common rider really is about because because drive you know he showed up and he's like i'll destroy all the common riders ha 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 (laughs) so you know his words kind of affect him and he's like wait a minute what the hell like why do i like he kind of starts to remember like wait a minute this isn't right something's wrong here yeah actually that's that's another thing i think that is you kind of have to prepare yourself for is that the way Altering <laughs> history works in this movie. It's different than how they've done it previously. And let's go. Rider one and two lost in the seventies, and so as a result, no other common writers ever happened after that, which I liked. I th- I thought that was a cool idea. I mean, you can right. you can because they already had the two they needed, and they. Yeah, they probably had the
0: army of evil riders with one and two at the helm, and yeah, they didn't need yeah. it.
1: Yeah, there's all that. I mean, and, and there's the just the the sort of the metafictional idea that's like if we didn't have Rider One and Two, we wouldn't have any other Comrades after that. I mean, because you know you could you could sit there and be like, well, you know, technically Kuga is older than Rider One and Two, and, and O's was around before Rider One and Two and all that, but the the idea of you know if you don't have the original version of something that it never happens after that. Like that's really cool to me. Like I, I like that well, that twist on. Yeah. It. You know. I mean, I always
0: just took it that history changed enough that the events that led to the cougar belt being yeah. uncovered. Right. Never happened.
1: Yeah. No. I, I. Yeah. I think that's that's pretty much what it was. The, the one
0: like, that's a little trickier is the Agito one, unless the god never came to Earth. Yeah. Or something. Oh. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. You you could nitpick that all day.
1: Right. Yeah, but I, I like I just I like that very no, uh, that very meta idea. Yeah, that that yeah. concept that you know if if you went back in time and changed what Rider one and two did, you right. wouldn't get all the other guys. Like that's. Yeah, cool. I agree. Now in this one, what happens is it's more like because I guess because we actually saw it happen, like the the time shift was this thing that's moving forward. Like it happens in the seventies, and then goes forward, and so as a result, like it doesn't remove the writers from history, but it removes the fact that they were successful because we get this montage uh, a little later where we see like all the riders getting beat, beaten up like Gaim mm. and Amazon and like Stronger gets thrown into a wall, cool. which is, is actually pretty cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's something about like, I mean, I, I know what you mean. Like I don't like seeing my heroes fall. Yeah. But at the same time, seeing them lose occasionally in a cool way, you're like, oh man, it yeah. must be no, real. Well,
1: it, it's, it is cool. I mean, it's like with uh, at the beginning when, when Rider 3 beat, rider one and two like to me the the rider double kick that is like the ultimate rider finisher like nobody survives that so to have a guy who takes it on the chin and defeats them you know instead of just being like what the hell this sucks you know i'm like i'm really invested now i really want to see okay what how are they going to get out of this one because that mm. was like that's the the trump card right there and if you have a guy a bad guy who can get through that that is worth doing a whole history gets screwed up story over <laughs> like you know that that is something that would affect history so yeah it, it is kind of cool seeing you know all the how how are the, all the guys going to lose and then how are they going to bounce back from it because you know that's got to happen you know it's like you know Ryder one and two are going to come back later in the movie so how will we get to that point that's the question yeah so uh you know drive is kind of he he hesitates he's kind of like i don't know oh, wait a minute and that's when uh, Rider 3 shows up in his car. He starts shooting at the bad guy. So he appears to be a good guy at this point. And so he kind of beckons for a drive to follow him. And, and so they get into a car chase. While well, uh, Kiriko actually, she, uh, she doesn't know what's going on. But she's still trying to maintain this illusion that she's working for the police who are shock and controlled. So she arrests Black. Uh, she cuffs him. And uh, Rider 3, he's driving along. And he outdrives Drive um for lack of a better term and you know he said he he kind of he has this line uh or he has he has a sort of a similar piece of dialogue he kind of keeps repeating throughout the movie where he's always talking about winning and losing and he has the line at one point that i think is like uh winners are justice and losers are evil and that's that's what history says so it, you know it's basically it, it's basically like history is written by the winners so he's kind of always saying you know you can't like you know i i i can beat anybody i i will fight anybody and i will win so you know he says to drive he's like you know you're not ready to fight me at this point and there's there's no point in fighting now because it, it wouldn't be a victory and he drives off so drive goes back to the garage or the base now the the weird thing actually is this whole time like mr belt is okay with all this like He's totally on board with, with being evil, and he's on board with turning against the bad guys when the time comes. So I guess, like him and Shinosuke, they're just kind of... They're mentally linked, I guess you could say. Like, when Shinosuke turns to good... Well,
0: it just could be... Oh, when Shinosuke turns to good, he turns to good as well? Yeah. Oh, okay. that undoes what I was going to say, then never mind.
1: <laughs> Yeah, like, it's not... Um it is kind of a it's kind of weird like it's i thought yeah they would explain it as like you know he's been reprogrammed or something or he's he's doing it against his will maybe but no he's just like yeah let's uh start your engines so they go back to the base and uh, kiriko has black that's when they have the conversation where he talks about how uh you know all the riders were defeated one by one and and shocker they're hunting down the rest of them turning them into shocker riders Uh, And it's kind of cool, like, we see this scene where they're all like, a bunch of them, like, you know, a a whole bunch of random, like, V3 and Super 1 and Decade and a bunch of guys, they're kind of walking through this, like, dark corridor, and you get, like, sort of the the flash of purple evil that sort of is, like, in their eyes, and it's it's very close to, actually, um, in the last movie with 15, whenever, you know how sometimes, like, you'd see the guy's eyes turn purple, like, to show that he's possessed by evil, like, that kind of thing? Like, they do that here, too. Cool. So that is that is like the recurring, like the the evil purpleness, I guess, to demonstrate. So um so yeah, Shinosuke is like, well, what the hell are you gonna do now? Cause I've I've kind of failed. Like I've sort of. I mean, he hasn't technically turned on Shocker yet, but he kind of has. Like he they ordered him to go kill Black and he didn't. Then he ran off after Rider Three and he didn't kill him either. A bunch of Shocker guys start like rappelling down into the garage and uh monsters are busting through the doors uh so there's this real cool scene you know they're like you're gonna be executed for failure and uh black is like you guys go on ahead i'll hold them off uh because yeah Shinosuke he gets like the crap kicked out of him so kiriko throws him in the car she gets in Tridoron. there's a whole bunch of shocker guys blocking the exit so she blows them away with like the guns on on Trituron, which that's how they escape <laughs> they blow their way through a whole bunch yep. of shocker guys well uh kotaro stays behind and he gets blasted by all the monsters like he does this cool thing where he kind of stands up and he's like come at me and they all shoot him which you would think would be kind of you know oh that's the end of black but actually it's it's important to note in this scene you see because uh in black's uh belt he's got this thing called the kingstone which is sort of like the source of his power and all that and the way he becomes mm-hmm. black rx on tv was he got Thrown out of a spaceship out into space. Random well, it and, happens. Yeah, hit by cosmic rays and all that, and that split the kingstone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now he's changed forever. and He can stretch and rocky skin yep. and yep. yeah, exactly.
1: Neat. So they kind of do like the sh- the short version of that here, where like you clearly see this effect of oh, it looks like the kingstone splitting, but he falls down and appears to be dead. So he's out of the movie for now. But you know anybody who knows anything about. Kamar Black and Black Rex knows that he's coming back. So, uh, yeah, the good guys escape. They're on the run. Uh, and it, this is this is where things start getting really crazy. They cut back into you know the headquarters. And the chief is like, well, wow, they've finally done it. I've been waiting for him to do it this whole time. And Gen is like, you traitor. So they pull around out front. And uh, the chief gets thrown through the window and uh, dies. Like, he dies in Shinosuke's arms. And you find out that he had, like, one of the flyers from the the protester guys earlier. So he's always been, he's kind of been this secret, you know, friend of the Riders and all that. He's like, he's been waiting for the day when the, the revolution would happen. Um, but he dies, yeah. And uh, Gen and a bunch of Shocker goons come out. And Gen turns into Cheetah Snail. Cheetah Snail? Yes, Cheetah Snail. Now, i got to explain. This is what I was talking about earlier with uh, Gail Shocker. In the original Kamen Rider... Most of the monsters, uh, early on, it's it's animals and plants, and you occasionally get some weird other things. But towards the end of the show, they the Gale Shaka monsters, they all combine uh, two animals. So, right. like, you have a crab and a bat, or a beetle and a um, wild boar, like, things like that. And uh, so they've combined a uh, cheetah and a snail into one monster, which actually is kind of cool. Yeah. Because he has the powers of one of the fastest animals on earth and one of the slowest. So they gave him this ability where he can shoot out this slime that stops everybody else. But then he can kind of do almost like a clock up thing where he moves super fast. Cool. So he. This is again. This is the cop, right? Yes, this is like the regular guy on the like the the goofy, you know, kind of. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep the name
0: the name straight. The guy who for ages didn't see Kamen Rider in the last couple, he finally got to see that there's two of them, and right, 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 right.
1: Yes, in this in this changed world, he is a bad guy. He has killed his boss essentially, and is now ready to kill Drive. So, uh, yeah, he, you know, he tells his guys go get kiriko like so they chase after her. And uh, Shinosuke, you know, he has this cool sort of badass moment where he's like, you know, watch my Top Gear. And he transforms. So he becomes, he comes drive type speed who, actually, most of this movie, it's it's always uh, type speed. Like, I don't think he Good. ever uses the other two.
0: While the technique.
1: Yep. He does well, I use. I am totally fine with it. Yeah, he does use formula. Uh, Less fun with it. <laughs> well, you got it. They got to work in it, it's, you know. I know, I know, I know but um yeah he, most of the time yeah he is he's type p which is is pretty cool so he fights with uh cheetah snail who uh manages to get one up on him because he can you know move really fast and and slow him down so that's like the ultimate it's like not not only does he move faster than him but he also freezes him and then you know outruns him uh but fortunately rider 3 shows up to save him and he's like come on let's get the hell out of here oh but but before that happens i gotta remember Kiriko, she's been grabbed by uh, Hiro Chameleon, who is a black shogun's alter ego. And she says to uh, Shinosuke, she's like, this world is wrong. You've got to find a way to change it. Like, this isn't how things are supposed to be. Because, you know, Shinosuke, he, he's sort of slowly regaining memories of what the world is supposed to be like. But he still doesn't quite know 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows something is wrong. He knows he's not supposed to be evil, but he doesn't quite understand why. But she still does and uh she kind of like it you're not clear if she's pushed or if she actually just jumps uh off the roof of the building and apparently dies Mm. so he kind of he drops to his knees i mean it's like really intense like this is a you know this is some of the the bleakest common rider has gotten in a while i would say (laughs) like really you know even even after gaiman all that this Uh. i was watching i was like Jesus. I'm
0: especially bummed because of my intense love of uh, Kiriko,
1: who is yeah. one of my
0: favorite characters in Rider, period.
1: Right. Well, I got good news for you, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> for the moment, she appears to, to be dead. So, uh, yeah, Rider 3 shows up. He's like, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, so they do that. And uh, so then, yeah, they sort of, they, they drive away, and they kind of pull up to the docks, and uh, drive has changed back to Shinosuke. And this is the first time that we where we see Rider 3 in his human form. He steps out of the car all cool. He's got sunglasses on. Kuroi is his name. And you know, he explains, "I'm I'm the third rider after Rider 1 and 2. I you know, I'm appeared to uh, I woke to justice and all that. And Rider 1 and 2, the double riders, they are still alive. They are not dead like everybody thinks." You know, and and, and Shinosuke is like, "Wait a minute. You know that that can't be." Like because because this whole world now is kind of like founded on this idea that yeah the double riders were defeated and Shaka rules you know so they are this they've become they've sort of passed into legend almost on this in this world that is sort of built around hating riders essentially so he's you know Rider 3 says I'm or, or uh, Kuroi I should say says I I've been on this journey trying to find all the riders who are still good and I'm trying to get to there's this fabled place and I swear to you, this is the real name of it, called Rider Town, and that is where uh, Ryder One and Two are.
0: In Ryder Town?
1: Yep, they're in Ryder Town. Although yeah. it's it's not they're not alive necessarily, but it's they they at some point they uh, copied themselves into this giant computer. Now. As crazy as this sounds, this is actually, it's kind of rooted in the original comic, uh, the Ishinomori manga for Kamen the whole idea of like this giant electric, electronic brain, I think is what they call it. And they're, I mean, they they, they say like they have copied their souls into it. So like there's a version of them that sort of exists digitally almost, and they got to go find that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Shinozka's is like, uh, all right. I mean, this is this is pretty crazy, but and then uh across the uh harbor it looks like the uh the whole police station explodes like it's been blown up <laughs> cuz I guess they don't need it anymore. I actually I'm not sure no. if I'm not sure if if Shocker blows up or if Rider 3 blows it up. Uh I do know that uh the other two uh people are Rina and um the what's his name? The guy with the dolls. <laughs> I, forget oh, I
0: I I don't remember either. Uh the guy Q, who's
1: the computer Q, I think.
0: Q, yeah. The guy like, who does all the computer yeah. stuff.
1: Uh they they've escaped. They they actually they're not like evil. They're kind of just like when they saw the chief get killed, they were kind of cowering in the corner. Like they're like, what the hell's going on? So they've escaped. Uh but yeah, the station is blown up. And I don't know what this part was a little funny to me because like not it's not even like 30 seconds after we see it destroyed shinosuke has a flashback to it being destroyed (laughs) because he thinks back on all the stuff he's lost like you know the chief is dead kiriko is dead his whole you know the police station has been destroyed so like we see the same scene twice uh you know in a matter of about a minute so he's like yeah all right i'll go with you i will let's go to Rider town um (laughs) it sounds like the name of an album and that's when
0: <laughs> it's an easy listening album, yep. though. It's like let's it's all rider, right. it's all actors, but doing some like golden oldies. Yeah, let's go to Rider Town. Um,
1: so that's sorry. yeah, that's that's when uh Rider Three or sorry V Three and Rider Man show up, uh, mm-hmm. and and this is cool because they're you know they're turned evil and all that. So we get V3 delivering very V3 kind of style lines, but as a bad guy, which is really cool. I mean, like he does, he kind of he enters the way like V3 would enter. Where he kind of like laughs at him, and he's all you know very dramatically posed on top of a building and everything. But he's like, "You guys are gonna, you know, you're going down." So you know, uh, Kuroi is like, "Every writer except us is evil. We're gonna have to fight him." So we get a, a cool double transformation of Drive, Shinosuke becomes Drive, and Kuroi becomes Rider 3. Now, his transformation is really cool. Definitely, it's exactly what it needed to be, where it's it's classic enough, but it's also, you know, it's taking into account the, the whole, the new style of transformations, too. So it's, if you liked the um, Rider 1's transformation at the end of Rider Tyson, the big one, when you know he changed and it shot up this big gust of wind and everybody was covering their eyes and food towers spinning around and you saw mm-hmm. the armor appear on him bit by bit it's it's just like that cool um he he jumps into the air the first time he, he does it twice in this movie and, and they kind of do it both ways like there's one where he jumps up in the air all old school and then there's another where he's doing it in a line with two other guys but um, yeah, it's really cool. They they once again they have that knee touch where you can see on his face the surgical st- scars start to appear, uh, which is a, that's a, another comic reference. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, really really awesome. So we got this fight between uh, Drive Rider Three versus V Three and Rider Man, and this is pretty cool. Like it's a, it's a pretty good fight. Although you know, once again, because Rider Three is the strongest rider ever, I mean, he's just kind of no-selling everything, just beating the crap <laughs> out of everyone. All right, he's he's fighting V Three, and and uh, Drive is fighting Rider Man. Rider Man, by the way, they actually they do pull out the machine gun arm again in this movie after its brief appearance in Rider Tyson. Yep. And he also uses the rope arm on Drive. Pretty cool. But uh, they do manage to win although there's this interesting thing you start to notice with uh rider 3 where whenever he's fighting other riders like he beats them but then he kind of keeps going like he's not satisfied just knocking him down like he's got to punch him and punch him again so he (laughs) does that like he he knocks v3 out of the sky then he still kicks him in the head and knocks him out uh he runs over and like jump kicks rider man into a wall He's like i gotta be the winner i gotta be the best and then they they all get zapped by Stronger, who shows up along with uh, X and uh, Amazon. So they start fighting uh, Drive and Rider 3. And that's when Mock shows up on his bike. And uh, Mock, he fights Stronger and Amazon and, and kicks him, knocks him out. So do
0: they explain Mock at all, or he just shows up? He just shows is he evil? up. Is he evil? No, he's,
1: he's a good guy. He's one of right. the remaining... And, and actually, Drive knows who he is, so which was kind of weird. Like,
0: he, <laughs> now know. that you think about it? <laughs> yeah, now
1: that I think about it, it's kind of weird because he, he's good, but Dry has been evil, but he still knows who he is because he is Kirgo's brother. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's pretty much, he's the same as like TV mock, like, you know, but he's also like, you got to go to Rider Town. He's also on the album. So, yeah, he helped, he, he fights, <laughs> uh, he fights strong on Amazon and, and knocks him down. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's a good joke yeah and uh rider three he he starts beating the crap out of x like again you know he's like punching him over and over again you know till he's out he's unconscious he's still punching him and drives like what are you gonna do you're gonna kill him and that's when you know that kind of stops rider three and he has the first of many flashbacks to when he defeated rider one and two now it's important to note at this point nobody knows that. Like no not uh neither Drive nor Mock know anything about Rider 3. They just know they showed up. They don't know what his history is or anything.
0: But they know he helped
1: them. Yeah, they yeah, they know that he helped them. So he's like, "Yeah, you're right." So they leave they they don't kill anybody. They just leave him, you know, knocked out pretty much, and they all drive off. And as they do, out of from behind the uh shipping crates or whatever, steps uh Uto hey yep so that's his intro of the movie so with deneb uh not yet deneb doesn't show up until way later but it's really okay. cool what he does so the next scene is uh yeah they're it's uh Shinosuke go and um kuroi they're sitting around like a campfire at night out in the woods mm-hmm. and you know they're kind of talking about what they're gonna do and and goes like yeah i'll go with you we're we're gonna go find the double riders and uh, this is when uh, Kuroi, he makes his kind of speech about, you know, the winner winners are good and uh, losers are evil and all that. And uh, now I, I do got to talk about the actor um, who, for me, he, he really does such a good job at this character. And it, it all kind of comes down to a lot of it is his body language. Like he apparently... Well, actually, no. I, I, what actually happened, according to the producers themselves, Oikawa, the actor, uh, he is a huge Rider fan. Like, he's a big fan of the classic Riders. There was actually a, a TV... He was on a TV show a while ago where he went to Mandarake and spent, like, 800 bucks on Rider stuff. Wow. <laughs> so he's he's a pretty hardcore fan.
0: He's like uh, us.
1: Yep, he is. He is. He's also a big Gundam fan, apparently. Cool. But... um. When he they had, they shared some stories about him. One is that uh, when he first kind of like came to their attention, was he's actually friends with the guy who plays Skull. Okay. Um, because he's all he's also a uh, a singer, I believe, because he sang the uh, he sang um Skull's theme song. And but anyway, yeah, like apparently you know when he got the call that like he was gonna play Skull, he was talking to this other guy and he's like, man, I'd love to be in Comrade someday. So they kind of always remembered that. And uh, here he is playing Rider Three now. And when they were filming it, when he, whenever he wasn't, you know, on screen acting, like in between takes and stuff, he would be reading the guidebooks. He would be watching the shows. He would be doing all this stuff because he wanted to try and get the mannerisms down. For you know, how would a a classic Rider act? Like he wanted yeah. he wanted to play it like he was, you know, in the '70s, basically. Which is really cool. Like that's a that's a real attention to detail. Like and and he does that. I think he does this. It's this really cool performance where he is he is this very mysterious character and and we don't really know what he is because at the beginning you know he appeared to be a bad guy. Now he's kind of a good guy. He's very kind of shifty, but yeah, he just he does a really really good job. I think like I I really want to see this guy again in something now. Yeah. So so you know he's like all right we're gonna. We gotta go and and drive starts to, or Shinosuke starts to ask him about you know what was that earlier when you were like beating everybody up and he does this cool thing throughout the movie where he's always kind of he's making this this gesture with his hand where he's like putting one fist in his palm and you know it's like he's kind of like it's almost like he's got all this like pent up frustration and he just wants to release it you know <laughs> like it's really cool right. body language it's, it's it's hard to describe but like when you see it. You'll know what I mean. Okay. And then suddenly they hear this like massive boom off in the distance, and they're like, "Uh oh, something's coming this way." And it gets louder and louder. So they put the fire out and they start to scatter. And what happens is, and this is this is an awesome scene because it's all at night and everything. You see these gigantic red eyes coming through the the trees. It's Jay. Like, comrade Jay, like gigantic, comes over and he's about to like step on them. Because he's been, yep. you know, turned evil and everything, too. So they they get the heck out of there. They all flee. Shinosuke escapes in Tridoron. Jay is going to, like, crush him. And that's when the uh, the Zero Liner shows up and saves him. Somehow, Tridoron fits onto Zero's <laughs> train. And uh, they escape. But, yeah. Everything
0: fits onto the trains. Yep, as long as it's needed to.
1: Yep, yep. But, yeah, a really, really cool scene. Uh, yeah, so the next part is, uh, yeah, the... They get off the train and it's Yuto and uh, Shinosuke because uh, everybody kind of went their separate directions, I guess. (laughs) And um, so Yuto's like, you know, I'm here. I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on because time is not right. Like apparently he's been off in the future or wherever and he's returned to the present and found, wait a minute, this isn't how things are supposed to be. And he's like, Rider 3 doesn't exist in the timeline I come from. I've never heard of him. I don't trust the guy at all. Because he does know that Ryder One and Two uh, were killed. Like he's he's found that out somehow, and he's like he's I...
0: from the uh, the Let's Go universe where Ryder One and Two were supposedly killed. Oh no, they went evil, not killed. Yeah, never mind.
1: No, he's he's. Just, I, I mean, not... he's from he's from the current. No, no, I know. I was yeah. just I just there
0: to be funny. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's okay. I'll shut up. I'll stop trying to be funny. <laughs>
1: no, no, no.
0: You, you keep talking about your album. I'll just be over here
1: quietly. <laughs> he is. Uh... Yeah, he's he's like I don't know what's going on, but I'm gonna follow those guys, or I'm gonna follow Rider Three and and Mach because they're hanging out now. What are you gonna do? And he's like, well, and then we cut. Cause we don't see uh, we don't see Drive again for a little while. It's it's not because uh, you know they they kind of do that thing in these these movies where the current Rider will be around at the beginning and the end, and then sort of disappears in the middle. Because they did it with you know they did it a little bit with uh, Kota last time. Yeah. It definitely did with Haruto in in Superhero Tyson Z. Like, he just vanishes from the movie until the end. Actually, it's it's not that bad here. Like, Shinosuke, he does pop up again pretty soon because instead of, like, in Rider Tyson, they sort of had several stories going on simultaneously. You know, you had Takumi's story, you had Kota's story, you had Decade, uh, you know, all sorts of things all at once. And here it's a little bit more, you know, it's either you're either with Drive... Uh, Shinosuke, or you're with Rider 3. Because uh, he, in the next scene, it's, um, Garen is fighting against Shocker and against Chalice, so he seems to still be a good guy. And uh, he gets knocked out of his transformation, like he gets knocked back to human form, and Chalice is like, we're going to take you, and we're going to turn you into a Shocker Rider. Rider 3 and uh, Mark show up and help him out, so they all escape. So they have this little conversation where they're like, what's going on? And he's like, who are you guys? And, you know, they just kind of hash things out. And they're like, all right, we're going to he was he was fighting with Blade and Blade got captured. So they're going to try to go rescue Blade. And then everybody's going to try to get to Rider Town. And before they go, Rider 3 is like, I know that you've been listening to us this whole time. So you might as well just come out. So uh, Yuto shows up and he doesn't trust uh, Rider 3 or Kuroi, I should say at all but he's like i'm gonna follow you guys because i'm also a rider and and i'll help you out so they're like okay we're gonna go rescue i don't get us to be in all the crossovers but (laughs) i'm still a rider damn it yep we're gonna go rescue blade so uh apparently what's going on is that because tachibana explains this in a sort of uh a segue i guess like a a cross cut scene is that liangle he is a bad guy and uh he is trying to resurrect the undead uh, the by the undead i mean the monsters <laughs> from blade um and he's got blade kind of chained up in a base somewhere it's in a dam so uh we get this really cool scene where you've got um it's uh yuto tachibana go and kuroi the four riders like they do this you know, they bust up a, a sharker base basically like they break in they're fighting guys. Like, really cool, really old school. Um, Karoi stays up. He's going to, like, hold him off. So the other guys go down into the, the base. And it turns out to be a trap. Because Blade has already been turned into a shocker rider. And so has Garen. So Tachibata transforms into him. And they start beating the crap out of Yuto and Go. Um, and this part was actually... It was kind of funny. What happens is Go takes out the belt to transform. And it gets knocked out of his hand. And, like, immediately he's like oh no <laughs> like he's completely helpless yeah. um so he's getting beat up it's funny though like they both like blade punches them both like square in the face and they're okay uh which which i thought was a little interesting just because i don't know, usually you'd think that would result in like a bloody nose or something but i guess even if you are just a, like a regular human if you are a rider you kind of you toughen up somehow and <laughs> Because yeah, you would think that that would like not bloody
0: nose cave their face
1: it, in. Yeah, right exactly, like, exactly. It's it's like it's like that part. I always love that part in Forze when um, uh, when Daimonji when he punched um Forze when he was transformed, and it just kind of bloodied his knuckles up. But like in reality, he should have been like ah like yeah. <laughs> just, <you know. laughs> Should have crushed his hand. Yeah, crushed his hand.
0: Well, I mean, no, I mean, not necessarily, because that's yeah, that's yeah. hitting a hard object. Whereas, you know, riders have generally undefined amounts of super strength. Yeah. You know, well, you would think It's that... always
1: measured in tons. That's the important thing to remember, is that, like, even the weakest rider <laughs> punch is still, like, 2.5 tons worth of force. Yeah. Well, so, you know, keep that in mind. <laughs> so that should have, like, you
0: know, blown his face off. Yeah. yeah. which uh, let's face it for go not the worst thing
1: well he's okay so garen pulls out his gun he you know the angles like execute them and then you will truly join the ranks of of shocker and all that so uh rider three comes crashing through the wall which i always like to see and uh so then if you remember like way back when in one of the trailers uh, you and i had this conversation about we were trying to figure out what was going on where there was this scene of rider three blade L'Angle and garen and we couldn't tell who was fighting who did you remember that like we had a conversation about this once which one it was a scene in one of the trailers like where like one of the early trailers we were trying to figure out like what's going on because it was it was the three blade riders and uh rider three and they're all kind of like facing each other and somebody sh- uh garen shoots at somebody and we couldn't quite figure out what was happening yeah 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 yeah. well now we know it's it's they shoot it's everybody's trying to fight rider 3 and he just like blasts through everyone so uh Zeranos and or, um yuto and uh go transform in, or, or actually no yeah Zeronos transforms first because for some reason go kind of waits because he's got to do it separately because <laughs> i guess it's it's the first time we see him actually transform in the movie well like he's show offy yeah he's show offy so they got to do the whole you know thing Let's him. Yep. Uh, so then, yeah, so it becomes this, you know, those three guys fighting... It's the four Blade Riders, basically. And they manage to beat them all. Because something I, I do kind of like, I, I mean, is they sort of establish that, like, if you're, tri- if you are you know, under evil mind control, you're not going to be as tough as you would normally. Like, the <laughs> guy, you know, you're, you're a little bit okay. easier to beat. Sure. Well, you know, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense because it's like, you know if you're under evil mind control you're not going to have all the same you know you you won't have the same kind of like ingenuity and and like you know you won't be thinking straight you just kind of be like uh evil so i don't know like that kind of worked for me like it was a good it was a good explanation for why like the only time evil riders ever win a fight in this movie is if there's a lot of them like if they're ganging up Mm -hmm. then you know they got strength in numbers but if it's like if you isolate one of them, they're not going to be as tough as they would be normally.
0: Okay.
1: You know? I mean, that, that kind of makes sense to me. Because, I mean, it, it's like, you know, you think about some of the guys who are, uh, have been turned evil, who get into fights. Like, at one point, you know, Fize fights Kabuto. And, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I you know, and they're both, they're pretty evenly matched. I mean, especially when they, because they, they fight in the super speed thing, you know, where Fize goes to excel and, and Kabuto claws yeah. up. And we all know from decade that when you get down to it, clock up is slightly better because it doesn't have the time limit that uh that Fize would have
0: that five has yeah,
1: yeah, all right, um, so yeah, so the uh, good guys win and um yeah, knock everybody down, and once again, this is where you know the the whole the flaw of evil mind control comes in because uh Zeranos is ready to kill Tachibana, and Rider three actually stops him. He's like you know there's no point in killing them that's not gonna that's not what we're doing i'm i'm doing penance right now this is you know this is what i have to do and that's when he reveals i was the one that killed rider one and two and i'm trying to make amends for it so killing the other riders that's not going to solve anything right yeah and everybody is kind of like this they stopped by his words like the other blade riders they all kind of get to their feet but you know he gives such a like impassioned speech that they just sort of stop. They're like, uh, fortunately things are broken up by uh, Takami tries to shoot Rider three and and Zara knows um or YouTube knocks him out of the way and they assume that Takami has been mind controlled too because he's trying to attack him. Uh, so they all get the hell out of there because they're getting close to Rider Town now. So we come back to Shinosuke. He's calling up uh Rina and um Q the doll guy. Uh they they have this funny little bit where they're kind of like under they've they've got these disguises on cuz they got they're on like wanted posters now like they're fugitives they're trying yeah. to you know they're trying to keep a low profile and he wants them to sort of hack into the database and find out what the hell is going on with Shocker uh what their big plan is cuz they've got some master scheme uh and he, he also wants to find out if there's any anything about Rider 3 cause, yuto put doubt into his mind as to you know is Rider three telling the truth is he really all that he says he is uh and they say like hey did you hear what did you hear about kiriko and he's like kiriko and then we cut because you know they want to leave us in suspense what happened to kiriko so all right so uh she jumped off a building yeah she jumped off a building well um <laughs> that's just funny yeah. that it'd be funny if that's the end yeah <laughs> she jumped off a building that's horrible yeah, yeah i was there mm. um all right so we jump back over to uh Kuroi and uh, yuto and go they found this cave that's the entrance to rider town it's through the cave and uh they go in and they get attacked by takumi who transforms and defies and this is the cool part where he's all lit up yeah uh and we get a really cool triple henshin which uh, you know, so it's it's kind of it's it's sort of echoing the the scene from Rider Tyson because you've got three generations of riders really. It's a a showa rider who never existed, uh, a Heisei rider, and a you know post decade Heisei rider.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, it's
1: three. So
0: who is it? It's 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 three. It's, it's
1: Rider Three. Fuzz... Zeranos and Ma. Because Fiz has already transformed before them. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, and he goes to uh, Excel mode, so he, he super speeds around them. Although Mach can speed up too. Yes. So he fights with him. And he's like, go on ahead. So they run ahead, uh, Rider, Rider 3 and Xeranos, and they get attacked by Skyrider, Super 1, Z-Cross, uh, and then um, Decade, Hibiki, and Agito, who's in burning form for some reason i think it's because they want to have him shoot fire because that's what he does here <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so they're fighting there's this big fight in the dark like in the caves, it's really cool and um eventually you know Mach he's he's fighting with fives but then he stops and he's like you know so when are you going to start fighting me for real like what's the deal and fives de-transforms and mock does too and so it turns out, you know, Takumi hasn't been uh, mind controlled. He was testing Mach, or really, what he wanted to do was he wanted to he wanted to get him away from Rider Three because he wants to tell him the truth. He says, "You know, Rider Three is a Shocker Rider, right?" And Go is like, "What?" So Bruh. yeah, exactly, <laughs> like pretty much, like. So uh, so Rider 3 is like, you know, there's this moment where it kind of looks like he's going to stab Zeranos in the back. He like punches him out. But he's like, go on, you got to get to Rider Town. I'll hold him off. So he's getting his butt kicked. And so Zeranos runs off. So he finally gets to Rider Town, which is this, it's this big, empty kind of city. It's like really cool, really eerie. And th- this is the part with the crows. Like the whole, the sky is filled with crows above him and he's like what the hell is going on where are where's rider one and two and he hears the voices of the double riders um and now this part was this part was a little funny to me because you know he hears rider one he hears rider two he's like that's the voice of rider one that's the voice of rider two it's not really them i mean like in real life it's not really them it's replacement guys but yeah (laughs) you know in the in the context of the story it's them it's them yeah. yeah so he goes up to this he's he's summoned over to this mansion this big mansion with uh on the outside there's uh it's because uh in in japan um outside anybody's house there's you know their name is on like a, a sort of usually it's a, like a vertical or a horizontal kind of placard almost yeah uh so it says hongo and he's like what the heck I just got to for one second. I got to jump uh, and and talk about the music in this movie. Like the the, oh. the score is really cool. Um, I like the music okay. in, in the first writer, Tyson a lot. And one of the things that always disappointed me is it's never come out on CD as far as I know. Uh, this one has, and I like as as soon as I you know got home from seeing the movie the first time, I like went on Amazon I'm like I got to get me the music to this because it's really cool music it's it's interesting because it evokes the style of a lot of the different writers in it without actually just being music from their shows so it's like when black shows up the music you hear it's not it's not really a familiar theme from kamar black but it sounds like the kind of music that would that he would appear with like it, it's hard to describe but it's it's really cool and they do the same thing in this scene where like the music in this part of the movie, it sounds very like something from the original Kamen Rider if you did it now. And it's it's not actually... It's not like a, a new version of any old theme or anything, but it it, it evokes the same kind of feeling, which is just a really cool touch. So he goes music up... Music
0: by Kotaro Naga... Nakagawa and Shuhei Naruse. Yep,
1: yeah. yeah, those are the, the usual guys. Mm. Uh, they do all the music for the shows now, I think. Um, but, yeah, really, really cool score in this one. Uh, so, yeah, Yuto goes up to the mansion, and uh, the doors open, and he meets Tobe Tachibana, but not the one that we know and love if we're used to the TV shows. It's the comics version of Tobe Tachibana, who's a very different character. He's almost kind of like Alfred from Batman. Like, okay. he, he, i mean he is he's his butler basically because in in the comic writer one or hongo is this orphaned not he's not quite as rich as uh, bruce wayne but i mean he's he's pretty wealthy he's got a mansion at least um
0: can i can i just say i just quickly looked it up yeah um nakagawa he did as well as doing a bunch of anime that people probably know like code gears um he in common writer terms he did the music for decade double o's with and wizard and a yeah. little bit for fires, and he also did the music in Bokenja and Gowranger Ranger and Time Ranger. Wow! So he's done some of the like the double music, even aside from the theme song, which is great. Yeah. A lot of the music in double was really yeah, you know, atmospheric yeah. and evocative. And same with Decade had that yep. that theme that would play right as he was about to transform, and yeah, O's um, had that upbeat. Yeah, I, Wizard, I admit, I don't really remember the music too much, but the other three
1: well yeah I, I mean every and this is gonna be a probably a future <laughs> podcast i'll do but every show i think it always has that kind of one theme that really sticks with you
0: yeah and plays and, yeah.
1: and wizard to me it's always the music whenever he kind of first after he transforms it gets you in a fight it's that very kind of you know choral stuff uh oh
0: you know? yes, yes, yes 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 yeah yes. like
1: that's that's really cool i like that but um
0: and in drive it's the um it's the, he's solving the case music.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: The, here's how
1: it all happened music. Yep. That's the one yep.
0: that I remember the most in Drive. So yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. So he, uh, yeah, so we get comics, Tachibana Tobe, or Tobe Tachibana, if we're going by Western naming order. Um, <laughs> and uh, so he's like, you know, Hongo has been, you know, Master Hongo has been waiting for you. I'll take you to see him. And this is so weird. Like, I, I mean, I watched this part of the movie just being like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. Because it's like they're they're taking stuff from the comic and mixing in with the TV show. And it, it kind of works. Like, it's really mm. weird. I mean, because they are very different. You know, the original writer comic versus the original writer show. I mean, there's a lot of things they have in common. But there's also a lot of differences. And, and uh, mixing the two together is you know you you wouldn't think it would work but they they found a way although at the same time there's a part of me which is like i still can't believe like it's really going this way like it's i just i just couldn't believe it like it's the sort of thing where if you're if you're a fan of the comic like i am i mean i you know the original writer comic it's one of my favorite comics of all time and uh to see it adapted in any way like to see any element of it brought on screen like this is is just so cool so but there was a part of me that was just like I never in a million years would have believed I would I would live to see this happen so uh yeah he's like come on let's go so they they go into the living room and there's a secret passageway behind the bookshelf and they go down to the basement and go into this room full of all this old computer equipment and stuff and uh, you know, he's like, this is, you know, let me introduce you to Master Hongo. And so they, turn, they you see the screen turns on. It says starting up the electronic brain, and the lights come on, and there's this gigantic, like towering computer system with this huge thing in the, cent- in the center, uh, which again, like right out of the Ishinomori comic, like it's it's so Ishinomori. It, you can't believe they did it like i think what they did is they must have uh they must have done it as a model and then kind of blown it up so it looks giant all that because like the level of detail on on the like computer towers and stuff it's so cool but it's, it's right out of the comic you know like there's screens and buttons and switches and it like it's so cool uh you know it's the sort of thing where like i just i kind of had to You know, just smile seeing it. Like it, it really. And and there's another moment coming up real soon where like I I was laughing out loud. Like it, but it, it, like not not because it was funny, but because it was like it was so cool. I was so thrilled by what happens. Um, but I'll get to that. So, yeah. So like so there's this giant computer, this giant electronic brain system where the double riders have they've put their souls into apparently. And Yuto, is, he's, he's, he's going along for the ride with this. So he's like, you know, Rider 1, what's going on here? And the giant computer says, What does the giant computer say, past Ega Devil? Well, to find out, you'll just have to listen to the next episode of Rider Break. Uh, coming way sooner than the gap between the last two episodes, I promise you. Uh, hopefully soon. I'm actually editing it right now. So, like I said, I'm going to try for later this week at the latest by Friday, by which point you'll probably know the answer to that question. Uh, But it's such a good twist, I kind of want to leave it, you know, for you to enjoy for yourself, if you so choose. Uh, But yeah, that wraps it up for this episode of Rider Break, uh, part two of the Rider 3 review, but part three is coming soon, and there will be lots more fun after that. Thank you all, and good night. Or good morning, depending on when you're listening to this. Good afternoon. I don't know. See you next time.